Welcome to That Vacation Co. Podcast. I'm Caleb, along with Chanel. And uh, today we're continuing our 48 Hours series. And today we're going to look at the city of San Antonio. Because we spent a very brief amount of time in San Antonio. Hence this series. So uh, we're going to dive right in and uh, talk about the places we ate and uh, just kind of some of the fun things that you can do in San Antonio if you're there for a very short time. Absolutely. San Antonio was a a joy to visit, albeit a short one, just like the rest of the cities that we visited during these um, short conference trips that we were doing for work. Um, this one was one of the, my favorites that we got to visit, as well as the city that we talked about last week, Albuquerque. Um, this was my first time and my first and so far my only time to visit San Antonio and Caleb's as well. We had little Olive in tow. She was, uh, boy, she was maybe about a year and a half or no, maybe not even, not quite, even quite a year. Not even quite a year, Caleb says. So she was a little, she was a little bitty thing at the time, but she was a lot of fun to have around and she was a joy for everybody. And um, so I, uh, as I normally did when we traveled with Olive that small, I packed a very lightweight umbrella stroller. And uh, whenever I wasn't uh, doing my shift of working, uh, Olive and I would hit the pavement and explore whatever city we were in, um, in whatever ways we felt safe. And generally, uh, the cities that we went to, we, we felt pretty safe being out and about and um, just had a lot of fun walking around, exploring. She was a pretty, as I mentioned, tiny little thing. So she was just happy to be in her stroller and and uh, be out and seeing things. And whenever she'd get tired, she'd just fall asleep in her stroller. And I would just keep, keep going on. So um, lots of fun exploring San Antonio that way. San Antonio is a great historic city. We have some, <laughs> Caleb is actually showing me some amazing pictures of Olive right now from that time frame. That's Probably one of our favorite all-time pictures. We'll have to share this picture when we do our social media post on this um, on this episode. We'll definitely have to share that episode. I mean that picture. It's one of the most joyful pictures of Olive that exists for sure um, to date. I remember that picture taking that picture very vividly she was just so excited about life um as most little babies are and so um san antonio is a great historical city to visit it's got such a great vibe there's so many things going on it's such to me it's such a unique city in our country um we have so many unique cities in our country because our country spans such a a huge geographical area and so many climates and zones and cultures and things that all come together. And so San Antonio is just another example of just um, all of the things that make um, make our country so great and being able to see a vast array of different things. So without further ado, we'll get more into it. Um, I think we'll start out with some of the restaurants that we ate at uh, in we San Antonio. Want to start in Houston. Well, yeah, we're like Caleb mentioned. We're actually going to start in Houston. Uh, we drove to this particular um, 
to this particular conference that we were working. And so we had a little pit stop in Houston on our way to San Antonio. Mind you, we would have been driving from Baton Rouge at that time. And from Baton Rouge to San Antonio, you're looking at roughly a seven-hour car ride thereabouts. Yeah, absolutely. So we made a little pit stop in Houston, which was maybe just a little more than the halfway mark. Caleb, you want to weigh in on where we ate at there? Yeah, so one of the things uh, that was, I don't know, special about these trips is we always traveled with a very good friend of ours who was a co-worker of ours at that time named Chad Manser, who will be featured as a guest uh, actually about one of these 48 Hours episodes uh, coming up here soon. But he he's legendary for knowing like where the hot spots are for eating. So he, that was his job. Like literally, um, you know, his, his job was to keep us fed. No, he, he did more than that, but, uh, he definitely had the, the spots to eat. So he found this place in Houston, uh, Kenny and Ziggy's New York delicatessen. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I, I don't know, up there with some of my top, top food that we ate at, uh, ate while we were traveling. Um, I of course had to go with the, uh, Pastrami on rye, as one should do when oh, breaking things here. Uh, when when traveling to uh, a New York delicatessen, and then I tried something that I'd never had before, and that was an egg cream. Now that harkens back to the old days of delicatessens and soda shop fountain soda fountain shops, all that good stuff. Um, and I didn't I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, and to be honest, if you ask me to explain exactly what an egg cream is, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you. I'm pretty sure there's no egg in it. I don't know. Maybe there is. I, we'll have to Google that. Um, but I, I do have a picture of me looking at it longingly. I'll share that. And it was rather delicious and chocolatey and good. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you're in the Houston area, make sure you check out uh, the Kenny and Ziggy's New York Delicatessen. And uh, I also have this picture as I'm scrolling through Instagram at our trip uh, down to San Antonio. Again, we've made sure to mention on more than one occasion how Chanel grew up in a swamp. And uh, as we were driving to San Antonio, this is after lunch, so somewhere between Houston and San Antonio, uh, Chanel made the statement to us, this is the first time I've ever been in the desert. As I take a picture of the lush green trees and the green grass, and the lack of anything remotely looking like a desert. So, Chanel, why don't you take it from there? So, in my mind, it was the gateway to the desert, because at that point, it was not the farthest west that I have ever gone, but it was the farthest west in Texas that I had ever gone. And in my mind, it may as well have been the desert. Um, it, to me, like to me, the further West you go into Texas and to me, you don't even have to go that far West into Texas to notice the landscape changing and the, even the shrubbery changing. Like, I feel like the further West you go, um, the smaller the greenery gets, like the closer to the earth it gets, like the sh- like it goes from being enormously tall trees to smaller trees and smaller shrubs. And to me, that I don't know, it just was somewhat desert-like, a little bit at least. Uh, I'm 
San Antonio is not the desert. I, I get that. But to me, it was like the beginning of the desert. So I remember telling Chad and Caleb to make sure they moisturize <laughs> and to um, make sure they moisturize because the earth wants to reclaim its water. That's what I told them, that it was going <laughs> to suck all of the moisture out of our bodies because the earth will reclaim its water. Okay, enough of my eccentric ways. Um, so, right, we stopped at Houston on the way. We met up with a friend of mine who was living in Houston at the time, as we affectionately like to call it, Houston. Uh, my good friend Erica was working and living there at the time, so it was great to stop at that delicatessen and have a lunch with her. Um, a delicatessen is maybe not what you think of when you think of Houston, but that just goes to show you, if you're creative and resourceful, you can find anything anywhere. Um, I cannot recall or find record of what I had when we ate there, but I do remember it was a bustling little joint, and I feel like um, perhaps it was featured on maybe maybe one of the popular foodie shows out there. Um, I don't know if it was a diner, diners, drive-ins and dives type of place, a triple D place, but Chad always, like Caleb said, was always in step with where to eat wherever we went. He was our go-to food guy if we wanted to have something either out of the ordinary or something that was very much a snapshot of the food culture in the area our good friend Chad always knew where to go. It was it was fabulous. Um, so my really probably my favorite place that we ate at now getting into San Antonio um, actually is a bit of a toss up for me. But the other place that we ate is closed. We ate at a place called Luke, which um, is part of the um, John Besh. Um, it's a John, it was a John Besh restaurant. John Besh is a celebrity chef, uh, and restauranteur from New Orleans. And, um, I thoroughly enjoyed eating at Luke. It was there near the river walk or on the river walk even. Um, and I thought it was very enjoyable, enjoyable, um, reading some older reviews and things like that. There was, there were mixed reviews. Um, they said that initially it sort of changed the restaurant culture in the area when it opened in 2011 and it had a good six year run. Um, but then after about six years, it did close down. So we, uh, got to eat there shortly before it ended and I had a delightful meal. I had some crispy Brussels sprouts, which is always a win in my book. Anytime I can get good Brussels sprouts, it's... I do not permit them to be cooked in my home. No. Uh, my, my stomach doesn't usually agree with the smell that they make, but, uh, I was glad she got to have her, uh, some Brussels sprouts. Um, I had something that I can't pronounce. Um, uh, seafood bull, bouillabaisse, bouillabaisse, some kind of soup. <laughs> and uh, no, it, <laughs> I, I had to be a little bit adventurous when we would go to these places because, I don't know, just something about being on the road, trying new things. Like it, it really spurred me to try things that I had not tried before. And I have to say it was rather delicious. So there is another location for uh, John Besh's restaurant, Luke, in New Orleans. So if you happen to find yourself in the, the Big Easy, um, maybe look up one of his restaurants, maybe look up Luke or um, one of his other restaurants because he's he's got amazing food, but enough about John Besh. Yes, we'll have to save New Orleans for another 
probably little series of episodes because that's that's a lot going on there. But um, so Luke was great. We're sad to hear that it closed, but I thought it was a wonderful little spot to eat. And uh, Olive took a good nap there. I remember I got to eat my Brussels sprouts in peace because Olive was asleep. Um, the other restaurant that we ate at, now these are not the only places that we ate at, but these were sort of the standout moments for us. Um, other times we're busy, we're on the go, so we're grabbing kind of quick go stuff. But um, our first night in San Antonio, we got to eat at eight. We got to eat at a really delightful, I thought very delightful restaurant right there on the Riverwalk um, called Asenar. And um, it was Really, really nice. Again, probably one, I, I know it was one that Chad found for us, I, I'm quite sure, Essenyar. Um, and it was um, really great modern take on Tex-Mex, which, if you know me, Tex-Mex, uh, I'm often not a fan of Tex-Mex because I often don't think that it's done very well. Um, or maybe just where I came from in Louisiana growing up as a kid, there were loads of Tex-Mex res- restaurants, but none of them were very good. Um, they just they just weren't good. So it wasn't a good representation of this style of cuisine. So for the longest time, I just assumed that I did not like Tex-Mex. But if you can get good Tex-Mex, Tex-Mex that's done up well, um, it can be a nice thing. Um, not to be confused with more traditional, actual Mexican cuisine that you would find in various places of Mexico. And it is quite varied. Um, the American take on Mexican food is often what people would call Tex-Mex. Um, and so, but Tex-Mex done well can be an interesting and well done thing. And I thought that this restaurant um, did that really well. It was a, a little bit more of an upscale establishment. It um, was very nice. Good portion size, but not massive portion size, but um, a very a very nice restaurant. Caleb, you want to weigh in here? I don't remember what I ate. <laughs> I just remember, and for me, for me, a restaurant, and I don't know how everybody else feels about this, but the atmosphere is almost equal parts to the food I eat. That's that's me. Um, atmosphere weighs in heavily on where I eat. It can often make or break. I say often. I mean, if the food is just out of this world good, it doesn't matter if I'm eating you know, it in um, like just a den of iniquity. Not really. Uh, that's the first <laughs> thing that came to mind. Not a den of iniquity. I don't want to eat in a den of iniquity. <laughs> just if it's a cesspool, I probably wouldn't care if it's really good food. But um, but atmosphere is important. I think most people would agree with me. And this was just one of those fun, festive atmospheres. It was right on the river walk. We were enjoying ourselves. We were at a beautiful location and um, good food. And so, like I said, Tex-Mex done well. This would be a good um, celebration place or a good date night place. Not a massive restaurant, but um, but we were able to get a decent-sized group in there, and I remember everybody seemed to really enjoy themselves there and enjoy their meals. So um, this was a great place, Asenyar in San Antonio, just on the Riverwalk. Um, so as most people may know, San Antonio is known for lots of things. Um, 
various attractions and things going on there. But probably, I would say, the number one that most people probably think of would be the Alamo. Would you agree, Caleb? Yeah. And... Sorry, I almost fell out of my chair. I'm having a rough night, by the way. Uh, if you're listening to this, just uh, think think some wonderful thoughts about me. Pray for me. I almost fell out of my chair again. Um, yeah, so I I always wanted to see the Alamo. Of course, it's pretty historic and monumental. Um, we've all heard, remember the Alamo, uh, where we celebrate um, basically America losing um, <laughs> a battle. And uh, it was pretty cool. We saw it at night. It was closed as far as like being able to take a tour, I believe, um, by the time we saw it, because it was pretty late by the time we got back to that area. And so we walked around. We took some photos outside of it. It's it's pretty cool. It's small, uh, definitely smaller than I anticipated, but, um, you know, it was it was really cool to see that, that part of history and uh, to say that I've been to the Alamo. Absolutely. Um, I remember... Um we did a lot of walking in San Antonio. Um, I remember walking from our hotel to the Riverwalk area um, to the Alamo, and we we actually so we walked by the Alamo before we ate that evening at Asenar, and um, it was you know kind of dusky, like there was still daylight. And I remember that um, the Alamo being very strikingly beautiful. Um, at that dusky hour, you know, it, it was well lit and it just really neat to walk around. Like Caleb said, we couldn't go in, um, but just to walk around it and see such a historic place, you know, it's probably, and, and I consider myself to be a, a pretty big, um, history person. I mean, I enjoy history. I don't know if I call myself a history buff. I mean, that that's setting myself up for uh, high expectations there. And um, But I really do enjoy history. But I find that maybe, and maybe most people are like this, I enjoy specific time frames in history. And so like the whole like Spanish colonial, um, that kind of, I, I don't know a lot about it, but I've, I'm finding myself more and more intrigued lately and wanting to learn more, but at the time I really knew very little. But I still appreciated it because it's just an iconic. Um, it's an iconic place. You you remember at least you remember at least learning about remember the Alamo in school, even if you remember little else about um, you know sort of Texas and uh, Mexican American history. You remember that at least a little bit. So it's a really cool iconic building to see. I love the architecture. I am. Um, sort of an architecture kind of person. I love to see, diff- I've said this before when we travel, I love to see different building styles. I love to see historic buildings. I love that sort of Spanish colonial mission style. Um, it's no wonder that when I go to Disney, so far my favorite resort is Coronado Springs because they incorporate a lot of that sort of Spanish mission um Mesoamerican, just a lot of that um, southwestern kind of flair, and I really enjoy uh, that as an architectural style. So um, I loved seeing um, that old building, the Alamo itself, um, as a as a historic place. Originally, the mission that was built there was built back in 1718, so predates the Revolutionary War, predates our country being our country. Um, but it did, um, it was rebuilt in the mid, uh, the mid 1700s. It, uh, 
burned down or something to that effect and needed to be rebuilt. And then in 1836 was the famous battle um, where, like Caleb said, the Americans basically got decimated but uh, became the rallying cry, uh, remember the Alamo. So just some interesting little things there. I love to see architecture that's that old, that that almost predates or is from that early, early American time period. I just... um, Really enjoy that sort of thing. So after we strolled by the Alamo at that dusky hour, we went and ate at Asenar there on the on the river walk, and then we had to pass back by the Alamo on the way back. And at this point, it's um, it's nighttime, and I thought that the building was even more striking against the the dark night sky. It's well lit, um, just the beautiful stonework and everything is well lit, and makes for beautiful pictures at nighttime. Um, so definitely something worth seeing. Um, just looking into it a little bit, I noticed that, um, they, um, people say that you can spend anywhere from one to two hours here at the Alamo, just seeing everything that's connected with it, seeing the grounds, um, seeing the information. And if you're really a historical person and really enjoy reading the information and learning, you may want to consider a little bit more time. But so this is something that you could put as little or as much time as you want in it. We really just kind of saw it in passing. I would have loved to have had the time or had the ability to see and read more, but um, it was still great. Yeah. And one of the cool things about that, you know, as you say, as little or as much time as you want, if you are on one of these little 48-hour layover type trips... Um, you might be thinking to yourself, well, there's no way I can get anything done. You know, I'm going to be at the hotel. I'm going to do the work that I need to get done, and then I'm out of there. I mean, we just told you. We literally spent, like, I don't know how many minutes there, but took some photos and moved on. And, uh, you know, we got to see it, and that I think is pretty cool. So even if all you do is get a glimpse of it, you know, maybe now you know a destination where you want to take the family for a longer extended vacation. Um, one of the things I've been wanting to mention as we were talking about all this is the the river walk itself. Like, I had no idea about really what the river walk was. I think I'd heard about it, but I didn't really know much about it. And uh, I, I, that's another spot. Like, again, if all you've got is a couple hours to walk around, it's worth it. It's pretty cool looking. Um, there's lots of, you know, restaurants, shopping, all that kind of stuff along there. Um lots of little souvenirs and that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you're just looking for a place to kind of walk around for a little bit and see something unique, um, the river walk is definitely that really cool looking. Absolutely. Um, Olive and I probably got to walk that a little bit more than Caleb, but such a fun vibe, such a unique place. Like I said, just to me, it stands out as one of those very unique cities in America um, with a very unique feel. Um, I, you know, if you've ever done any little, even a small amount of traveling, you probably get the sense that each city and location just has, there's no other way to say it, but just a vibe, you know, just a a certain feel that you get when you get there. And, um, to me, the river walk just definitely, um, just oozed with that. Um, it was colorful, it was vibrant, lots of great looking hotels, restaurants, and, you know, not... Um, the things that I loved about San Antonio, about a short visit there, was that the things that I enjoyed the most were free. Um, sure, I could have done, you know, lots of shopping and, and probably spent lots of money 
um, and all and all those places. But just strolling along the Riverwalk um, cost me nothing and was incredibly enjoyable. Just to see the scenery and um, the colorful architecture and the um, colorful boats and things like that that do go down the river. You know, if you want to experience it from that side, there's certainly those things there. But if you're low on budget or short on time and all those things, it's just a great place to stroll. And um, also want to say this about the Alamo. The Alamo is free. Um, for visitors. So that's a really good thing to say. We're always going to be plugging free stuff because we're always going to be trying to figure out ways to save you guys money because we know when we travel, we need to save money. So we love cities that have lots of great free attractions and free things. That's why we love DC so much. We've talked about that before. There are so many beautiful museums that are free or very small donation involved. Um, so we're always looking for those types of things. We lo- that's why we love museums, libraries, college campuses. College campuses are great. We I think we need to do an episode or two on college campuses because um, those are just great places to see. You can see, again, for me, so much historical architecture, beautiful old buildings. Um, and they're often the heart of a city at times because there's so much going on there. There's so much education and knowledge and learning and hustle and bustle and art and activities. Um, So they're great places to add to your travel itinerary. And again, generally speaking, free. Um, So we love those types of things. Libraries. I love libraries. I need to do an episode on libraries because I feel like a lot of times when we go places, I stop into libraries. So So now we know all the episodes we're going to do, but what about (laughs) San Antonio? So, yeah, uh, as well, free, you know, just again to mention and plug the Riverwalk. Technically, it's free. You know, uh, of course, if you stop in at a restaurant, if you stop in at a store, you might be persuaded to spend some money. But the Riverwalk itself is free. So walk and explore um, and see all that good stuff for free. I will say this, and we'll start to kind of wind this episode down. Um, my feetsies was tired after all this. What? Um, it was a very navigable city. I remember there being lots of signage for um, tourists and things like that. Um, pretty easy to get around in, but um, not extraordinarily compact as far as a city so i remember walking a lot and my feet being very we were in a hotel uh that was near enough to where the river walk was as chanel mentioned where we were able to walk to get there but even that was a little bit of a hike yeah maybe 15 20 minutes and so what i would suggest if you're looking at this let's say if you are traveling for business and you find yourself staying in a hotel that's outside of that area I would just consider something like a rideshare program and just, you know, get to uh, whichever spot you're trying to get to the Riverwalk or if you're going to the Alamo. Um, You know, all of that was in walking distance from where we were. But if you're not staying at a hotel that's near enough to that, uh, I would take advantage of rideshare. I do believe that San Antonio had some programs for like, um, you know, you could rent a bike or stuff like that. And that's that's wonderful if you're near enough. But if you're 20 minutes away by car, um, you might want to consider taking an Uber or something like that. Absolutely. So thus concludes our brief 48-hour flyover of San Antonio. 
If you are interested in traveling to San Antonio or any of the other destinations that we talk about uh, in this 48-hour series and are interested in more information, please hit us up. We'd love to put together for you a no-obligation quote and uh, get you some more information. As always, our podcast is uh, sponsored by ourselves and our our work in the travel industry. So if you are interested, we would love to put our uh, knowledge of these things to work for you. And uh, our services uh, are no additional charge on top of your travel expenses. So there's no obligation. Hit us up and we'll help you out. We are That Vacation Company serving you the most delightful destinations.